0: This is a Podcast 225 production.
1: Welcome to The Waiting Room on Podcast225.com.
2: Welcome back to The Waiting Room. I am your host, Mary Catherine Rodriguez and my co-host, Katie Fetzer. Uh, We are the owners of The Wellness Studio, and we also have started this podcast, The Waiting Room, to bring uh, mental health topics and discussion to you in a very easy and accessible way. The contents of this show should not be mistaken for psychotherapy or counseling. It's not intended to replace or serve as a substitute for mental health services. But if you are interested in scheduling an appointment with a mental health professional, please feel free to contact our office at 225 448 3359 or you can visit our website at www.surprisinglywell.com. com. Uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes, podcast two two five com, and Talk 103 mobile app. One excuse me, the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Hello
1: everyone. This is Katie, the other half <laughs> of the show. Um, uh, today we're going to talk about media and mental health. And we're really excited about this topic because we have a wonderful guest joining us, the, the man who's helped us get started on this show um, all together. His name yeah. is Clay Young, and we're going to give a, an introduction of him after our break shortly. Um, but just to give a little bit introduction on the show and the topic, we're going to talk a little bit about psychology and media and mental health and how you know media delivers content that shapes the way people are thinking and even feeling and we're going to kind of really break that down for y'all and talk about all the intricacies related to that and what's interesting about um, Clay Young joining us today is that he is a media professional and consultant so he has a very unique perspective that we wanted to bring to the table and we are really excited um, for you guys to take a listen so stay tuned and we will be right back.
0: Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Welcome back back to The Waiting Room.
2: Welcome back to The Waiting Room. I'm Mary Catherine Rodriguez. and my co-host Katie Fetzer and I will be talking to Clay Young. Uh, Clay not only got us started with our podcast, but he also is a media consultant and owner of Clay Young Enterprises. Uh, He has over 15 years of experience in media and advertising business, Um, and so he, I think, is one of the best uh, experts in the field to discuss with us today psychology and, and the media.
1: Welcome, Clay. We are so happy to have you here today. It feels a little odd to welcome you in your own studio, but <laughs> we are happy to have you as a guest on today's show. Um, and Mary Catherine gave a wonderful introduction of Clay, and we're excited for you to be able to um, participate in this topic that we have. So just to kind of get us started. Um, <clears throat> media and mental health. So just to kind of merge those two things together so that people can get an understanding of what we're really meaning whenever we mention those two things. And um, Whenever, there's been a lot of research that has looked at the psychology behind media and how it it impacts the masses yeah. and there's so many different you know media is a platform obviously and it's a very large platform that has the ability to shape you know the it has delivers content that shapes the way people think and feel about certain topics um, it also delivers information to people and so it can be a very wonderful thing as we know but also can be a very difficult thing and complex and also sometimes not always a, a wonderful thing and we want to kind of be able to break that down for people and even kind of bring the awareness into people's minds that there's some filtering that sometimes has to be done when you are exposed to certain media. And when people take media for face value all the time and take every media platform at face value all the time, it can actually sometimes even have a damaging effect on that person. Um, So we're going to kind of break that down for us. And just to get us us started, Clay, in your opinion opinion as a media consultant and media expert, how do you think viewers can know who to trust
0: in the media? It's kind of hard. And I think... You have to be able to find multiple sources, and that's something that the average person doesn't think about anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was a kid, I remember there were three major networks, and that Mm -hmm. was basically it. And now there's news everywhere, and there are people on the streets who can break news before the media outlets. Mm and. It's difficult. For mm-hmm. me, I generally want someone who will present the basic who, what, when, where, and why. Mm-hmm. The facts. And and that's good enough for me. I actually am offended when people want to tell me what to think. Even if they're on my sure. side of a political persuasion, I sure. generally don't need them to tell mm-hmm. me what to think on the news media. Mm-hmm. Opinion media is the same. Uh you know, or it's different rather because it's, it's about opinions. It's what they mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. When I turn on the 6 or 10 o'clock news, I just want to know what happened, mm-hmm. where did it happen, why did it happen? Mm-hmm. And I think if people can zoom in on those kind of outlets, they're going to be better off.
2: Mm-hmm. I have a question. Where do you think that... The majority of people get their media from because you mentioned the six o'clock news, which is almost like a, a thing of the past for people mm-hmm. to sit down at six o'clock and watch the news. It's sound bites on the phone. Um, what, in your opinion, is the the fastest growing way that people are getting news, um, and how is that affecting the social way media? Okay,
0: I think people find out what's happening via social media, and news outlets have now adjusted and adapted to that because. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I'm driving back from Lake Charles and I saw that there was a shooting as we sit to record your Mm -hmm. show. There was a a shooting uh, in North Baton Rouge and I see the alerts. And so you get back and you notice that one of the local TV stations is streaming live video on Facebook Mm -hmm. because people are always staring into their phones. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think that's a great thing, but because people are are doing that. The news media wants to make certain that they're in front of people. Somebody sees an accident, they tweet about it, or they post about it on Facebook, or Mm -hmm. there's some incident that happens in the city, so that's where people get their news. Remember a few years ago, the conversation was about Jon Stewart being probably the most widely watched news source for a certain age group. Mm -hmm. It's because people tuned in to hear his entertaining spin on what was happening. So it's all upside down right now.
1: Yeah. Okay. And what do you hear, you know, just in your position as a, a media professional, what do you hear on your end about, or is it even a discussion among media professionals about how certain media platforms impact individuals and the public in general? Well, it, is it, that even in the, in the it, mind It frame? does.
0: It makes the job of the real journalism outfits more difficult. Mm-hmm. Because if someone is at the scene of an event and starts to give their quote unquote eyewitness observation of what happened Mm -hmm. and it's all wrong but once that gets out there people retweet it or they share it and it gets out there and so now the news media has got to get out there and walk some of that back Mm -hmm. take for example the situation in uh, Jefferson Parish I guess two weekends ago where the former football player was shot in the road rage Mm -hmm. incident Mm -hmm. and it was all over social media. And then yesterday, there was a press conference with the sheriff down in JP, and he's reading tweets and comments from people. I mean, it's all upside down right now, and it's sure. it's just hard to, to tune into the news mm-hmm. and get, get the, news. the straight facts. Yeah. Maybe print media mm-hmm. is one of the last sources yeah. of just straight down the middle journalism.
1: And I think you make such an excellent point, which is that it's not necessarily all just straight facts anymore because it's not you're not always seeing the before and the after of what's delivered on the media. Yeah. And so as the viewer, you really kind of have to think to yourself, okay, what are the facts behind this? What came right. in before and after this video video clip? Right. And really kind of ask yourself if you should be taking that what you're seeing at face value before it gets you riled up or saddened or people um, don't wait. Right. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's kind of one of the dangers that we see today Mm -hmm. faced in media and how it's impacting us.
2: Right. Well, and I think not to get into politics at all, but I think this election really showed and no shone doubt. a light on, on media and no its, and its uh, role that it plays in the way that we make decisions. And so um, do you find that as a culture, we're much more aware of the media's impact on the way we think? Do you think that that kind of woke us up?
0: I don't, um, I, I will say it this way, where there was a time when the media reported on the news and the public responded accordingly, mm-hmm. now it almost seems like the public's reaction to something drives the way the media reports Sports it.
2: Oh, that's a good perspective. And yeah.
0: looking at the presidential election, the way that it went, regardless of which side of this election you are on, mm-hmm. the media, I think, was very, very responsible for the lack of of transparency about what was going on. To give you an example, the day after the election, I did local television that morning, and I said that this is another example of how the media reporting is skewed to one side or the other, where polls are released for the benefit of public relations and the media will jump on it, But then there are what's called internal polling that only the campaigns know. And Mm -hmm. so the campaigns had a real picture of where they were. Mm -hmm. But the media, of course, they weren't privy to that information. And so they're reporting landslide in one direction when it clearly wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. And I just think there's too much of that. Doesn't matter if you like or hate Donald Trump, or mm-hmm. if you like or hate Secretary Clinton, at the end of the day, it's not your responsibility to let me know that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tell me what's yeah. going on.
1: Yeah. And, it, and that's such a good point because I, I wonder, and this is something that I kind of know the answer to as I'm saying it out loud, but I, I don't think that all viewers. Are going through the process of thinking the way you are, of course, because you are a media sure. expert. And actually, it's been um,
0: twenty years, believe it or not. Oh, I got to wow. update that. Ah, twenty. <laughs> yeah,
1: we do need to. You do need to update that. Um, but I think that you know that's kind of one of the, the cautions. I think not that you know, and I should say this: the intention of this episode is certainly not to bash media. Oh sure. But I think what we're doing is trying to bring a realistic mm-hmm. perspective and light to what media can and can't do and what it can the, the impact that it can and have on us as viewers and individuals especially in our overall mental health and mm-hmm. if you take the topic of mental health for example the topic of mental health and the way it's been portrayed in the media over time has been in a very negatively skewed way right it depicts people as being violent it depicts mm-hmm. people as being quote described as crazy mm-hmm. and so when you think about movies that has that have portrayed media i mean have portrayed mental health i'm fumbling on my words um it's not always an accurate way. So then you have the pu- you have to think about the public and how that affects them and their understanding of mm-hmm. mental health. Mm-hmm. And so then people start to equate mental health with things like crazy, unacceptable, mm-hmm. incompetent. When Mary, Dr. Rodriguez and I both know as mental health professionals that that's completely not the case. Right. right. Um, every one of us has a brain, which means every one <laughs> of us has quote mental health, sure. <laughs> um, which is going to vary per individual, but it's in the rarer cases that you see schizophrenia yeah. and the more severe forms mm-hmm. of mental health diagnosis. So just even thinking about media and the way it's portrayed mental health mm-hmm. is is interesting.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, there is an aspect to this that sometimes gets lost in the wash, and that is survival, mm-hmm. that media outlets are businesses. I had someone tell me within my first t- uh, maybe 10 years in the business that... And she was talking about radio stations. And she said, radio stations are not here to perform a public service. She said, we're not here for that. Interesting. We're here to sell advertising. Mm -hmm. And it was a sobering, blunt force dose of honesty. (laughs) And then you think about what TV stations, radio stations Print outlets sure. are dealing with. Right. Twenty five years exist. ago, yeah. if you just just twenty five years ago, if you wanted to know what was happening in the world, you had to catch the five mm-hmm. o'clock national news or mm-hmm. five thirty national news and the six and ten o'clock local news, or catch the newspaper the next day. You don't have to wait that way. You don't have to wait any longer. Right. By the time the ten o'clock news comes on, you probably have already seen and heard everything that's gone on in the right. day. Right. So you have to stay Current. You have to stay current, but you also have to stay relevant in terms of viewership. Right. Mm -hmm. Because viewership dictates what you can charge for advertising rates. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're not selling ads, generally speaking, you can't afford to pay people. Right. And then companies spread out talent across the nation because you can't afford to staff your operation. So now what do you have to do? You have to become like TMZ, Mm -hmm. you have to cover the car wrecks. And you see cable networks now during the middle of the day covering car chases in California, you know? So there's a there's a survival model that's going on here that is, I think, very destructive because the media is almost becoming PR and gawker right. and not necessarily wow. right. straight down the middle news, but they've gotten so big... What do you do?
1: Yeah, right. That's so interesting to think about the media in survival mode. I never, I never thought that way. Lots of, of them are. Way. You know, I never
0: because they're I competing never thought about with the way. people. Sure, they're now competing with the average right. person who could be on the scene of a major incident and turn on Facebook Live and start broadcasting from there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's out right. for the world right. to see before the media can get a camera there to cover it.
2: Yeah. Well, as a mental health professional, when you say survival mode, I I think of of an anxious state. And and, yeah. and I wonder how much transference that we as a as a viewer or a reader are are taking on from this fast pace, this very Lots of much it. intense Lots um, of it. information mm-hmm. jam packed in thirty seconds. That's causing us mm-hmm. to feel, feel that way anxious. as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's such an excellent point, and we can honestly see that happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, with the the different issues that they are showing on the media right now, and how it's almost, you can see the public around us being put in that anxious state. Mm-hmm. right? And it's definitely a concern. I'm going to throw a big a doozy of a question <laughs> at you, Clay. Okay. Um, really, we can all just kind of grapple about it. But what is the answer to fixing this? How do, you, how do you get someone out of survival mode? I know how to do that in my counseling office. Right, right. But for you, the media. Uh,
0: you can't. Yeah. There's no hope.
1: Truly? That's your honest it's, perspective?
0: It's, yeah, it's going to have to hit the bottom and then fix itself. It's going to have to get to an a point of embarrassment mm-hmm. before some outlets go, glad it wasn't me, but we better change what we're doing now so yeah. that doesn't happen to us. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. Something's going to happen, Rock and the bottom. media is going to pounce on it in mass, and they're all going to be wrong, mm-hmm. and they're going to get the blowback from it, mm-hmm. and that's going to force something to change. Right. Right. It's got to come because, from within. Because I've been in newsrooms. You know, I remember, because I, I did some opinion media when I did a talk radio show, <laughs> but I would always tell law enforcement that I'm going to ask you legit questions. I've done my research. I don't script questions, but if there is something in this incident that is sensitive to the degree that it's, it's being investigated or whatever, mm-hmm. tell me, because I don't want to become the story.
2: Ah, that's such a good... And I did
0: it for years. It's like, so so if you don't tell me an area is off limits, I'm probably going to go there. Sure. But I want to know why is it off limits? Mm -hmm. So we've covered that ground before we go on the air. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay you the courtesy of respecting what you do. And so when I get you, if I get you you understand mm-hmm. it's not personal it's just me trying to make certain my people mm-hmm. got the information
1: and you know that's so i love it's refreshing yeah. to hear that from you honestly because i'm not sure that all media people in media actually give that courtesy to them there's some that,
0: that do it I, i've known some in this town mm-hmm. that have done it but for longevity purposes there was a reason why i could always get these highly you know Mm -hmm. the the elected officials at the highest level to come do my show yeah because there was mutual respect Respect, i wasn't going to kiss their behinds i wasn't going to throw softballs we're going to have conversations and i like a good fight i just kind of always have especially when it's for a purpose of getting information Mm -hmm, sure and so a lot of them would, would enjoy the jousting but If there was a sensitive area and I gave my word that I wouldn't ask about it, I never, ever did. And in all my years of doing a show, not Mm -hmm. one time did it ever happen. Mm -hmm. And so if something happened on the air and it got out, it's like, well, I did ask you and you didn't tell me that. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. always paid that courtesy. Mm -hmm. Well, now hardly anything is secret anymore. We talk about everything. And we talk every subject to death in media. Mm -hmm. And I think somebody asked me, I did a local radio show before July 17th, when the officers were shot here after the shooting of Alton Sterling. Mm -hmm. And he asked me about the media and he, what grade would you give them? And I said, a C minus. And he's like, wow, a C minus. I said, yeah. I said, because I don't think there was a level of responsibility here. Emotions were so high. His family were emotional. They were angry and all those things that go on. And Mm -hmm. you know what? I don't make judgments of them. Of course. Because I'm not in that situation. Absolutely, of course. But people who support law enforcement and the men and women who go out every day who are not involved in things like this, they don't want to feel like their family members are being stomped all over because Mm -hmm. of an incident that no one has a full perspective of. That's Mm -hmm. a great
1: point. Yeah. So
0: my attitude is just report what happened.
1: happened. Very good point. And then you don't
0: have to walk anything back. If people want to get on social media or Twitter or whatever, Mm -hmm. that is their constitutional right. To do so. Of course. And so then when the officers were assassinated on the 17th, a bunch of people started walking back the rhetoric mm. or being careful about the stories. It's too late then. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think if we keep heading down this road, the potential of something big happening that the media is going to be culpable in. Absolutely. It's going to go on. And I'm fearful about what that what? will mean.
1: You know, I th- I am right there with you and I think you may, the best description you gave was they are in survival mode and that it's going to take rock bottom for s- some media platform or something is going to have to happen for it to kind of get to that point for there to be a change to happen, which mm-hmm. is very similar to what we see happening mm-hmm. with clients and just people in general right. and individuals. Yeah, I shouldn't even say say clients, but just individuals and sometimes it does it, it unfortunately takes getting to that point, but it doesn't have to is what's no. frustrating. Yeah. You know, people right. can, once you have awareness, it can empower you to change, and that's what I think is something that counseling aims to do, right.
0: really. Right. Um, Look at the juxtaposition of the way Baton Rouge was covered in the aftermath of those two incidents, mm-hmm. Alton Sterling and, and police officers, and then a month later when it flooded mm-hmm. here. And you see all of these people—white and black and Hispanic mm-hmm. and old and rich and poor—and em- all helping each other. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was barely talked about in the right. national news.
1: Right, it's such an excellent point. Yeah.
0: And I think that to me is frustrating.
1: Very. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrating wha- for, and I think people can hear frustrating for the three of us yeah. as well. <laughs> so we know it has to be frustrating Absolutely. for viewers. Yeah. Sure. And if it's not frustrating for you, it almost
0: should be. Right. It's not, you're not paying attention. It, which most millennials are not. They're getting their information from their Snapchat or mm-hmm. Twitter group or Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever, which is a sign of the times. You know, as much as I I hate some of that for them, I think we all have to be honest to say that we don't know how we would have reacted had those things existed when we were twenty and twenty-one. You know, you really a, don't know how you would. That's have a really reacted excellent then.
1: point because I do I do empathize with that position, and but I'm glad that you brought that up because I think honestly that's the whole point of this episode mm-hmm. for for Dr. Roderick and I as, and for having you and for having this discussion is that we want to bring awareness. We are not about trying to be far left, far right, oh, no. media biased against the media. We are just pointedly bringing mm-hmm. up sure. the reality of what's going on with us today. Right. And we just are asking for that awareness to be brought into your mindset mm-hmm. right. it, to the millennials and to the non-millennials, right. you know, To just have that general awareness and filter whenever you are seeing these things and when you make the decision to share, to comment, to change rhetoric, to really think about what you are seeing and if you understand all of the facts and know really and truly what's going on.
2: And that's where I think a positive change could come. Sure. From it all is that mindfulness of when you are receiving that information and mm-hmm. being very honest with yourself about what your biases are, what your stereotypes yes. are, and yes. then That's decide and, and and trying to think what are what are you hoping to gain from right. sharing this, mm-hmm. saying this, right. interacting with this person, um and, and the true benefit of that. And yeah. if you can mm-hmm. answer all that and still have a very mm-hmm. honest, positive um contribution right. to the culture. Yeah. You know, then, then that I think helps you gain mm-hmm. a better perspective of how you're acting in it.
1: As you were saying that, another question for Clay, if we have time before the yeah. break.
0: It's your One show. One more question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do, you, in your opinion, Clay? Um, you know, you might even you might even go into a little bit of, of your experiences, just so that the viewer knows your experience as a media professional and the different uh, platforms you've worked on, the different p- people that you've interviewed what do you think, if there, if there, is there any bit of nugget of truth or knowledge as a media professional that you have that you know the general public doesn't that you would want people to know or to consider beyond what we've already discussed?
0: Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a very good question.
1: It might be one to ponder on. <laughs> we, can, we can take <laughs> a, a break and come back. Stay tuned. It's,
0: wow. I think that the kinds of news we consume regularly Mm -hmm. is a reflection of who we are as a person. Interesting. And I think, and we're all, me included, sometimes guilty of only wanting to have the news reported to us from our own perspective. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that is human it's a it's mm-hmm. a it's a human characteristic mm-hmm. but i think it, it can be dangerous because sometimes we can find ourselves in almost a, a mentally adversarial posture against something because of how we've constantly had mm-hmm. our information presented to us whether it's politically you know, I try as hard as I can not to do race stuff. I just think it's one mm-hmm. of the dumbest things we can do to each other as a people mm-hmm. is hate one another because of s- skin color. Absolutely. You know, I always tell people an a-hole can come in any color <laughs> and they all stink. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, it just, it's, but that, I think that's it. And it's it it was a gradual thing that has happened. Mm-hmm. And so because that's, that's going on, depending on the town you're in, mm-hmm. the media is most likely a reflection of the majority of news watchers. Wow.
1: I'm going to repeat that before yeah. we go on break. I mean, cause that's pretty yeah. palpable. I think, you know, what he's saying is that as a viewer, you essentially become what you expose yourself to. Mm-hmm. And so the media that you are exposing yourself to and and watching and tuning into, you essentially, it s- starts to frame mm-hmm. who you are and mm-hmm. the way you see things the world. in the world. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Thank you, Clay. I know. Thank y'all. Y'all are are pretty good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we learned from the best. Yeah. Um, We are going to take a break and then come back and wrap up the show.
0: Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Hosting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back, back to The Waiting Room.
1: Welcome back to The Waiting Room. This is Katie Fetzer here with Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez and our guest, Clay Young. We are, today have been talking about mental health in the media and we've um, had some wonderful perspective shared from Clay Young here, who is an expert in media and has been a media consultant and professional for 20 years now. Um, And we've kind of merged our, you know, perspectives and put our brains together to deliver what we hope you find to be um, useful information, but also unbiased. And I want to bring that word into this because I think it's very important for people to know, you know, mental health professionals are unbiased. First and foremost for our clients, we come in, we sit in a room and we are someone who is completely Unbiased and objective, and there to help you. We're not there to impose our opinions on you. That doesn't mean we're just non judgmental blobs and we have no opinions about life in the world. Certainly, that's not it. But when we find ourselves on a platform such as the waiting room, it's no different than how we find ourselves in the office with a client. And we want you guys to know that we, you will not hear us give our political opinions. You will not hear us give um, our straightforward opinions about a certain incident unless it's educational and unless it has. Benefit. factual backing and benefit to, to you as the viewer. So I, that is a, a very important mm-hmm. um close that I would bring on this topic because we have been talking about media perspectives and how that impacts us as people Mm -hmm. um, and as viewers of the media and it's been really cool to have someone on the side of the media (laughs) to kind of come and share his perspective on things so we hope that you have found this discussion um, helpful and we hope that it's brought some form of awareness to you so that you can have um A very, you know, not necessarily skeptical, but critical outlook whenever you're looking at media before you just take things at face value. Um, And Clay, we just want to thank you for joining us (laughs) on the show. My pleasure.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, tune in next time. We're going to be talking about the holidays and how that affects us um, emotionally, um, and especially if you are grieving during this time. But we're just in a transition in life, The holidays sometimes mm-hmm. can trigger certain things. So we'll be uh, talking about that next. And we just also want to say how much we truly appreciate you listening um, and, and sticking with us as we embark on this new journey Um call the waiting room and so uh you can check us out on itunes podcast 225.com and the talk 1073 mobile app so yes. until next time and we'll see talk to you soon <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> and you yes, can anyway. find clay young uh clay young enterprises he also has his own show at podcast 225.com um and he's one that we would definitely recommend checking Absolutely. out as well you'll hear some some honest feedback and not something that's incredibly opinionated and trying to force opinions down your throat and he also except when richard condon is on <laughs> maybe at times um but anyway he, he has some very cool things you want to check him out as well and again thanks for joining us bye-bye
0: thanks for listening to the waiting room this has been a podcast 225.com production